The seasons of change and the reminder that you, my friend, you are not a tree. What am I talking about? This is Seb Talks. Let's find out. Let's hit it. What does it really take to succeed in today's world? How do I create more freedom in my life? Financially, spiritually, emotionally, freedom in every sense of the word. How do I step into and truly become the best version of myself? Can I do it? Do I deserve to do it? We're told that the secret to success, the the secret to freedom in life, to all of this, is 80% mindset and 20% strategy. And maybe like me, you've heard this before, but then found yourself wondering, well, what does it actually mean? What does this look like in practice? Not in theory, not on paper, but in real life practice. I invite you to join me as I uncover the answers to all of these questions and more, as I openly and honestly share my journey of designing a life and a business of true freedom that is aligned, abundant, and automated. This is Seb Talks, the diary of a millennial entrepreneur. My diary. Let's hit it. Hello, 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 and a big warm welcome back to Sep Talks. I'm super blessed, super happy to be hanging with you once again on this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Congratulations for deciding to tune in, and and truly, truly, once again, thank you. I'm not alone. We're never alone in this world, and that's one of my favorite things about Sep Talks. Like the community that's been built in just four or five episodes already is pretty crazy. The messages that I get from all of you, are beautiful people who tune in, listen in, resonate, and take something away from the podcast even at this small early stage is the most wonderful beautiful heartwarming thing so truly thank you but also really really thank you and congratulations as well because you know this this is this is a, a space as much for me to like document my life as in my you know my diary of everything I'm doing what I'm learning like the behind the scenes and everything uh, the real intention of it, obviously, is to provide value and to share my learnings with others, with you. So the fact that I get messages, so many messages from from people who are taking that value away from from this little podcast that's going to grow and grow and grow and become something hopefully quite epic um, or even more epic than it already is, maybe, I don't know, you can be the judge of that. Uh, that's truly amazing and something that I'm super, super thankful for. And how I really just wanted to, uh, you know, restart or kickstart or, or fall back into into the podcast because you guys might have noticed it's been a hot minute since I published any content really never mind you know a YouTube video or, or you know even just on Instagram or like even on my personal Facebook you know to my friends and my family like it has been a hot minute since I opened up social media and felt called to post and you know if you're a content creator or an influencer or whatever it might be yourself then, you know, if you're feeling similar right now because of this strange time that we do find ourselves in, then just remind yourself that it's okay. You know, I see a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs and that kind of thing um, really, you know, encouraging people to make the most of this time in terms of leveraging the fact that a lot more people on social media, so a lot more positive influence can be created. And that's absolutely true. Of course it is. However, it might not be your season and that's okay. And that's really what I want to talk about the seasons of change because the world has been you know undeniably thrust into a season of change whether we were ready for it or not whether we liked it or not whether we think we called it in or not and I you know everyone's got their own belief systems and I I firmly believe that collectively as as the human race we did call in change 
how that change looked. Obviously, that's up for us for how long we let things go about the way that they were going. I don't want to get political or anything like that. That's just my belief system into, from a spiritual point of view that we need to rise up, wake up and do better. And we are doing that. You know, uh, the, the consciousness is awakening and it's a truly beautiful thing to watch. It's difficult, it's painful, but it's necessary. Um, it's kind of like giving birth, right? So um, he says, the man says, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. I'm going to keep this in as the most real, raw, unedited podcast that ever can be. <laughs> because, you know, and again, this is another great lesson that none of us are ever perfect. And sometimes these things slip out, you know, and no one ever intends to offend anybody. Or, or do any harm, you know, or I don't, I don't believe any, that's anybody's real intention. No one's born that way, um, you know, and I think what the world really needs right now is more honesty, more authenticity, more transparency and more connection. And I think being real, um, unfiltered, willing to learn, to fail forward and learn and go, oh, you know, maybe I can do that better or maybe I can do like this next time or whatever it might be is completely um, okay and actually very, very necessary as well. Um, because throughout different quarantines and lockdowns around the world, you know, people feel like they're alone um, naturally. But I think if we can start portraying all of these different things, the honesty, the, the, the transparency, the authenticity online more so and really peel back, you know, what used to be considered influenceships where it was like picture perfect and, you know, the whole Instagram versus reality thing. And we can actually just be in the reality space instead. And I think that's so important right now because then we can actually have that actual connection online, which is obviously what a lot of people need, you know, considering that, you know, there's a lot of restriction in terms of how connected we can be physically right now. So that was a little bit of a tangent, um, but I think quite, you know, maybe necessary to say. I hope you resonated with some of what I was sharing there. But I really, what I really, really, really want to talk about today is seasons of change and really honouring yourself for whatever season you're in. Because you might have heard what I just said and gone, that's not my season, right? And that's okay. If you're not resonating with that, then that's brilliant. That's okay. Everyone's at where they're at on their journey. And they're at that space because they're meant to be there right now, you know? Like there's, um, if we, you know, if we do take the pandemic as an example and the quarantines, like some people were ready for it, you know, like, you know, they didn't expect it. But when it, when it came and they had to adapt to that change, they were ready to take, not advantage, but make the most of it, right? And some people weren't ready to. And that's okay. That truly is okay. Like for me, initially I thought, yes, I'm going to crush social media, really be like a positive beacon of light during this time. And it lasted about a week. And then I just thought, I was like, I really need to, you know, it's a cliche saying, but it's so true, you know, fill your own cup so that you can best pour into others. And for me, the way to do that at the time was not to be relentlessly posting on social media just because, you know, like that wasn't my season, that wasn't my time. Whereas now, you know, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, I have to really count, like a good seven or eight months later, I'm now in a space where like, yes, I feel like I've really set a solid foundation for myself. And now I can be that, you know, out there consistently publishing kind of person, right? So wherever you are at in, in your seasons of life, really just accept it. It can be a really difficult thing to do. I, I found myself feeling guilty initially for not posting because I saw a lot of, you know, a lot of my circle, inner circle are, 
I'm not really sure how I feel about the word influencers, but you know, they, they really do serve people and make a positive impact on them through social media. That's what they do, whether it's through their free content or through their paid stuff, whatever it might be. They really are what I call beacons of light and, and they help, uh, really help to navigate people through that, through this time. And they've been very public about it, right? So I saw a lot of people doing that and I felt this kind of like peer pressure and sometimes that can be positive but this definitely was like a oh like a conflicting like I find myself feeling feeling guilty that I wasn't posting so I just decided to really you know take a step back from the situation and just view it for what it was and realize that it's okay if I am not playing at the same game at the same you know depth that they're playing the game right now right because we're all in our different seasons at different times. There'll be somebody else right now who was posting, you know, relentlessly before who isn't now, now that I am, right? It's all okay. Like there's ebbs and flows. Like we need the contrast. It's just natural. And I think sometimes it's very easy to forget that in the midst of things. Like, you know, what's the saying? You can't see the wood for the trees, right? When you're right in the middle of stuff, you lose sight of the bigger picture. So I think the the... The, the lesson that I'm trying to convey is if you are going through seasons of change, which we all are right now, bring yourself back out of the picture, out of the frame so that you can actually see what's going on and make a conscious decision from here, not from here. <laughs> right? I think sometimes we think too much and feel too little. When we work from here, it, personally or professionally in any walk of life with our relationships, with our work, with our career, with our health, whatever it might be, when we go from here we tend to make better decisions. Maybe you, maybe you can resonate with that. If you can, let me know. But I personally have always found that when I'm thinking too much, it's all over the place and it's too logical. And sometimes the best decisions that we can make are the non-logical ones, right? Like I remember just after I went bankrupt, I invested about 15,000 pounds into myself. Most people would look at that and go, that's not logical. However, that then set me up to have what has been the best year financially since. And uh, so something, I just did a YouTube video on this yesterday, it went up yesterday, um, about how I made, I don't know if you can see that, is that the right way around? Maybe it is. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see what I'm holding up. It's a little piece of paper that says £4,547.28. I made that in one sale yesterday. And that's the, off the back of having heavily invested my t in myself after a bankruptcy. And most people would look at that and go, that is not logical, it makes no sense, you're crazy. But because I listened to my heart instead of my head, which was saying the same thing that, you know, I guess what a normal person might say, whatever normal means, you know, it's led to me like being in this position right now. I never th thought I'd be able to earn that much in one sale. Like, that's just incredible to me. You know, I've been blessed to work online for a while now. And, you know, I've always maybe accumulatively earned more than that. However, to earn that in one sale, in one go, like I had to sit there and take a minute. I remember phoning my friend and I was like, bro, I need to share this with somebody because I can't believe what I'm looking at right now. You know, and that, that only happened because I listened to this, my heart, instead of this, my brain. <laughs> Sometimes you need both, of course. However, I always find that when I lead with my heart and my heart's vision and mission and what feels good here in my soul, things typically always play out better or maybe easier, smoother somehow. I'm a really big believer in the, uh, that life was designed to be easy and it's up to us to allow it to be that way, which is really leading me into 
this you know the title of this podcast episode is seasons of change are not a tree right like we're, we're, we're not fixed to one place, right? When you plant a seed and you grow a tree, that tree's going to stay there unless you dig it up and move it, right? But typically that doesn't happen. If you look like a big, old, massive oak tree, that's staying there. That is in that one place from from the moment it's, you know, seeded and grown till the moment that it dies and, you know, passes on its life to, you know, because energy never dies, right? It moves in it, you know, until it passes on its energy to something else. We're not trees. We can move. And I think that's a really easy lesson to forget. I remember seeing this um, at a personal development um, event once. They talked about the idea of being flexible. Flexible in the mind and flexible in the body. And I think this is the same thing. Like, you know, you're not a tree. You have the ability to bend and flex and adapt. And it's one of the best things you can do to navigate through these seasons of change, through these seasons of life. Because we have seasons of the year, right? Our lives are the same. Sometimes we ask for them. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we know they're coming. Sometimes we don't. But it's how we respond to the situations that we're, you know, essentially faced with compared to how do we react to them. Because there's a huge difference between reacting and responding. You know, if you just react, it's very, you know, typically up here, it's very inst- um, instinctive and it's not always the best decision that you could have made, right? If somebody, I don't know, if you if you uh, stub your toe and break your toe, most people's, people's reaction would to be, you know, upset, you know, and, and, and have a bad day and blah, 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 blah right? That's a reaction. Because if you choose to respond to the situation, obviously, yeah, you broke your toe. Is it the end of the world? No, like compare it to something, put some perspective onto it, right? And always remain in that place of gratitude. Like the difference between the reacting and the responding was a game changer for me. But this is like the ability to remember that you can be flexible and consciously choose how you navigate through life. And especially through the changes of the seasons, because the changes of the seasons can sometimes be quite dramatic, you know, going from warm, sunny, you know, climate into boom, now you're in the middle of a storm in the winter. Like if that just happens in a split second, and I live in, in England, and it can definitely be like that. Like I, I could be out in my shorts and my sunglasses, you know, and then the next second it's pouring down in rain and practically snowing, you know, literally it can do that in England. You know, so you've you got to be obviously there's an element of always you know being prepared because preparing what's the saying fail to prepare and you prepare to fail right i think it's that way around i always get it the wrong way around but you get the idea um there's an element of yes you can prepare so you're best equipped when 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 uh, changes happen but regardless like with the pandemic as an example nobody really probably saw you know saw that coming like you know as it was kind of heating up yep we thought okay yeah there's going to be lockdowns but initially it was you know no one could have predicted that coming right so it's how do you uh, respond once the situation has happened and you're in the midst of it right it's very instinctive to react however if you just take stock take a breath bring yourself out of the frame look at it and make a conscious heartfelt decision now you're responding and you've got the flexibility to adapt and really just move in the best way that you can in that moment, right? One of the questions that I'm constantly asking myself is, you know, what would, this might sound a bit materialistic, but it just get me thinking in a better space. What would the millionaire version of me do? Like if, if, when I have, you know, a million, and I mean, not in terms of revenue made, I mean, in terms of like, you know, assets or, or money in the bank account, right? How would that version of me act? 
What would they think? What would they say? What would they do? This is allowing me to get into that space of consciously choosing how to respond and navigate through the seasons of change, through life, right? Whereas most people don't take that second, because it can just be literally a second to go, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to react. I'm going to choose how I respond, right? And that's something that I typically ask myself is what would the millionaire version of me do? Or, you know, it used to be what would the best version of me do? But I figured that was a bit, a bit of a vague question. What does best mean? And you can ask maybe yourself different questions in different circumstances. If it's coming to like, you know, an investment opportunity to start a business or to, you know, buy a house or a car or this or that or, you know, something to do with your finances, maybe you could say, what would the millionaire version of me do? If it was to do with your health, you know, then maybe you could say, what would the healthiest version of myself do? And maybe you could say, what would the wealthiest version of myself do, right? You can maybe change the, the wording a little bit to sit you in that best version of that aspect of your life to make the best decision to move forward, right? The reason that I use the word millionaire is because typically people who are that financially successful have started to play the game of life better in most areas. Sometimes not all, but particularly the, the mentors that I surround myself with, they really understand balance. You know, they understand that the era of the, of the hustle is over, you know, that you don't have to slave, you, you know, and work more hours in your business than you did in your job to succeed. Yes, you've got to put in the hard work, but it doesn't mean that you need to do it at the expense of your health. Like I'm really, you know, this is conscious entrepreneurship, conscious creation. I'm so blessed to be surrounded by, by people who are multiple seven-figure and eight-figure earners, who do play life, play business in that way, where it's not a trade-off and you can have both because abundance is our birthright. We were born abundant. We just got to learn to allow it in because of all the societal programming that we picked up, you know, throughout our lives and, and, and the education system and then work and whatever else, right? So that's why I typically use a question like, what would the millionaire version of me do? Because their mindset is playing at a level that I'm working towards that I haven't achieved yet. However, it's very easy for me to snap into that, right? Obviously, what I, the decision I make now and the decision I might make as the millionaire would be two different decisions. But it's better, it's closer to imagine what that decision might be rather than just to act, you know, unconsciously, subconsciously now in the moment with all the knowledge that I have without really tapping into it. That makes sense. So I guess conscious decision making is what I'm talking about. And just remembering that, you know, you are, you're an incredible human feeling, breathing being like use all of that to your advantage to navigate through life. You can be flexible. You know, if you're rigid in life, like in that inflexibility is usually where things like disease and, and stagnation and all that come from because you're not willing to bend and flow and ebb and flow through life. I think someone referred to it once as like typically if you're very rigid in your mind and you know you're not open minded and flexible. And this might be a bit out there for some people, might be a bit woo 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 for some people, but that you know, rigidness here manifests in the body into things like arthritis, into different inflexibilities in the body, right? And that made sense to me because when I first heard that, I wasn't too spiritual. I was open to it, but I hadn't gone, you know, on the woo-woo train all the way home like I am now. Um, but the, the comparison made sense to me that if you're rigid here, you're going to be rigid there. That makes sense. Whereas if you're open-minded and flexible here, you're going to be flexible and open here as well, you know, mentally and physically and spiritually. It just makes sense. 
you know, I think you can see that when you start to look at your own life, like have that reflection moment and you truly, honestly ask yourself these kind of questions, you can probably start to see the patterns, right? So this is another thing that I've really learned and and picked up on, has been reaffirmed for me over quarantine, is that the quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of the questions that you ask yourself, which is really what we're speaking into, right? Just taking that moment to ask yourself questions to remember that you can consciously choose a different answer for yourself. Tony Robbins said that, I think. And it makes sense. It's true. You ask yourself better questions, you're going to live a better life. I just need a quick sip of coffee. Bear with me. Mm. That's so good. So better questions, better life. Makes sense, right? There's a caveat to it. And this is what I don't hear people talking about enough and what I really want to wrap this episode out on. That the quality of the answers that you give to the better questions is the most important thing. If you ask yourself better questions, but the answers are vague, fluffy, dishonest, whatever it might be, is it really worthwhile then asking yourself better questions? Maybe like a tiny little bit. However, if you're ruthlessly open and honest with yourself when you answer these questions, that's when you're really going to start to see radical change. And it's it's really about being willing to take radical self-responsibility for yourself, for your life, for the things that are showing up, the things that aren't showing up yet in your life, and realizing that you are the conscious creator of all of that, (laughs) right? Radical self-responsibility, it can seem scary. It sounds scary, doesn't it? Radical self-responsibility. It's like, oh, that's a term, isn't it? Wow. When someone said that I needed to start taking radical self-responsibility, I remember my mentor saying that to me. I felt completely triggered, if I'm honest. I was like, huh? I do take responsibility for my life. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) my ego, my attitude got all up in the way. But then I decided not to react. That would have been a reaction, right? It was there for a moment. However, I choose to then respond and go, actually, yes, I do. I was open-minded enough to go, yep. I completely agree. I didn't know really what that meant yet, but I knew that they were onto something and they wouldn't have been saying it to me if it wasn't what I needed to hear right now. That message wouldn't have been coming through to me through them, right? And what was scary was after hearing that, then working up to actually taking that responsibility. And taking that responsibility is, you know, it's a journey, it's a progress within itself, right? It's not something that can happen overnight. Well, it can. Uh, But for most people, it's going to be a gradual process, And what I found was that the fear lied in the anticipation of taking radical self-responsibility because I put it, you know, up on a pedestal as this big, daunting, scary task. And that's what made it take a while was a gradual, you know, growth process. And I guess that's probably a healthy way to do it, a normal way to do it. However, looking back, what I realized is that not only does the fear lie in the anticipation of taking the action, is that I could have just, you know, it's like ripping off the the plaster or the band-aid, Right. You can go slowly and it's going to be okay and you'll get there in the end. Or you can just rip that bad boy off and get it over and done with much, much quicker. And that's how you see people progressing through life at these radical, you know, transformative rates, whether it's like boom, 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 boom. Their life just seems to up level in so many different ways quite quickly. It's because they're taking the radical self-responsibility and they're deciding, consciously deciding to move quickly with it rather than drag things out. 
we you know we can move as quickly as we as we allow it to and this is where when i touched on earlier about you know life and and particularly business as well can all be done from a place of ease and flow and balance it really really can be if you allow it to be we often put stories in the way uh, you know like i can't do that yet because because what just do it (laughs) it can be that simple if we allow it to be but normally we've got different stories that we need to work through which is why it's okay that it can take a while and this comes back to the the you know what we spoke about earlier about really honoring what season you're in you might be in a season right now where you're just ripping the band-aid off with everything that you're doing and you're progressing really quickly and having such growth and it's incredible that might last a couple of months and then the next season might be i need to calm it down i need to go a more slightly slower pace and really meander and that's okay too like and just take inspiration from other people i always remember this quote that my friend sarah said to me she said look left and right for inspiration and motivation with your peers but then the rest of the time it's tunnel vision focus on your journey baby because your journey and your story is your own it's not anybody else's don't compare just take the inspiration the motivation go oh i like what they're doing like that yep that made sense what they did over there i'm going to take all these great ideas and implement it in my way that's authentic and aligned with myself right and that in that season like i say might be like quick growth ripping the band-aid off and moving and progressing quickly in whatever it is that you're doing in other times in other seasons it might be ah it's calm and breathe and flow and i really think there is a middle ground for both where you can rip the band-aid off and do that from a place of ease and flow without it feeling like you know what i mean because typically you rip a band-aid off the fear does lie in the anticipation, right? Particularly if you've got hairy arms like me. Like if I got a plaster here on my arm and I do that slowly, it's probably going to hurt more in the long run. <laughs> Whereas if I just rip it off, it's nowhere near as bad as you think. If you do it just kind of slowly in between, it's going to be the worst, right? So I'm kind of like having an epiphany right now out loud whilst I'm saying this. But what I'm realizing is that you can do both. You can rip it off quickly and grow quickly. <laughs> And, and that can be ease and flow at the same time. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you enjoyed this return of Sep Talks, episode number five. Um, let's just quickly hash this recap out. You're incredible just as you are. Honor the season of the life that you're in. Realize that you can consciously choose how you respond to the circumstances, the situations that life puts you in, that the universe gifts you to grow through and know that you're perfect, that you're loved exactly as you are and honor yourself and everything that you're feeling throughout the process and just allow yourself to move forward at whatever speed that might be. Hopefully, eventually opening up to the idea that you can move quickly without it being painful and that that can be flow and ease and joy and balance and speed and success in all areas of your life. There doesn't need to be a trade-off. We're born abundant. Born abundant. <laughs> We're born abundant. It's how quickly we choose to allow it in now that we've got all this programming in our heads that we need to but get rid of. So big love, big blessings. You, my friend, are not a tree. You're amazing just as you are. Remember that you can be flexible and powerful and strong and beautiful exactly as you are, honoring whatever season you're in. So big love, big blessings. And I'll see you guys on the next one. I don't know why I'm singing, but I'm singing my song. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Seb Talks. I'm so thankful that you were here today. If you haven't already, 
head over to sebtalks.com right now. And from there, you can subscribe to the podcast and you can also become part of our tribe, part of our family and the wider community. And with that, you get to stay up to date as all the exciting announcements are released as this platform, as this podcast continues to grow and evolve. I'd also really love to hear from you on socials. So screenshot this podcast, tag me at I am Seb Williams, and let me know what your biggest lesson was in today's episode, what your favorite moment was. Until next time, big love from me.